Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and this is Show 42. My guest today is a health coach for kids, Cole Clayton, up in Byron Bay, New South Wales, here in Australia. And, uh, and he's such a cool down-to-earth guy and you can absolutely see why kids would gravitate towards him and why he has so much success with kids in uh, his relatability. Uh, there's no big words, there's no fancy doctor-doctor jargon. He's just a guy with a passion for bringing the best out in kids and it's beautiful to see some of the testimonials on the Healthy Kids Clinic site, his business and, and have a read through what the kids actually felt they gained from working with Cole. You know, a lot of the time, kids' services, it's parents giving testimonials, but when the kids give a testimonial, for me, that's just so powerful because they're the ones who he seeks to bring the best out in. So we should be hearing from them. Now, Cole has generously offered all listeners today something rather special. We talk about oral myology in today's interview and who might benefit from this therapy. I find it especially amazing when it comes to opening up the sinus drainage passages, removing those big dark bags under our kids' eyes, stopping the mouth breathing. There's a whole bunch of benefits to stopping mouth breathing, as you would have heard in my interview with Dr. Ron Ehrlich a couple of weeks ago. Please listen to that. It's all about sleep, but we talk a lot about mouth breathing in that episode and there is so much goodness there. But in terms of Cole's work, he actually has a really cool little $19 download, Larry the Lip Seal, which has a whole bunch of exercises to correct things like minor tongue ties, jaw malalignment, and mouth breathing. And uh, for you guys, it'll be free if you book a 15-minute consult to see whether Cole's services might be useful for you and your child. And by the end of this chat, you'll definitely have a, a bit of a better idea about his work. He's got some fantastic online resources, a course, and in-person and Skype coaching. There's a whole bunch of different options. You know, if you've got a sporty little person and... They're trying to manage growing super fast and the nutrients they need for the level of activity that they do, as well as brain function, then Cole's really passionate about helping in that area as well. So there's actually quite a few things that he loves to do for our kids. Being someone who's super passionate about helping our kids thrive as best they can myself, it was wonderful to come across him thanks to a mutual friend, Linda, who introduced us and I hope you enjoy the chat. Now, don't forget to look for that offer for the free $19 MP3, which teaches your kids a whole bunch of those amazing oral myology exercises. It's absolutely worth it and all the details are in the show notes for you. I'm going to hook straight into the chat. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Cole, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you, Alex? I'm really great, thank you, and super excited to have you on the show today. Just thank a few, you. yeah, it's going to be great. A few weeks ago, I had uh, the lovely Dr. Ron Ehrlich, an incredible holistic dentist, on talking about the impact of breathing on sleep and, in particular, negativity of mouth breathing on sleep. And this is such a huge part of the work you do, and it's That's all right. geared towards kids, which you're having incredible results with, and we have. So many parents in our audience. I've worked with so many parents through Low Tox Kids, 
Thrive e-course around food. And I think this is going to be a great piece of the puzzle for some of the harder cases where people are still scratching their heads going, why can't my child concentrate and and why are they sleeping poorly or, you know, all those sorts of things. And watching some of the videos on your site, um, which of course we're going to be sharing all of your details on the website. It really was just so heartwarming to see these kids talk about their own stories. You know, quite often you talk, you see doctors and therapists of all kinds talking on behalf of patients, but to actually see the kids themselves talking about how much of a difference your work has made to them uh, has been a really beautiful thing to see. So that's why I had to have you on the show. Thank you. That's why I get up in the morning, those kids, when they when they tell me that stuff, I yeah. just, I can't tell you how much it makes my day. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. So I can only yeah. imagine how you're feeling. Look, let's start there. Let's start with, you know, I have so many guests on the show. We've had, you know, up to 40 now so far. And so mm. many of them, when we do our challenge of the week, you know, say, work on your breathing. So it's clearly a huge part of our mental health, our physical health and performance. What was your aha around the importance of breathing correctly and breathing with your mouth closed? Like what, where did you see the penny drop for you and go, oh my gosh, I absolutely have to and want to focus on this? Yeah, there's actually a whole like <laughs> it's hard to specifically pinpoint one, but what I can remember is working as a, a trainer, like a corrective exercise specialist and helping people with back injury and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd write these, two, you know, three months periodized programs and all the great stretches and awesome exercises I thought would really help these people. And we'd get into session one and they'd lie down and I'd start teaching them how to do the first stretch and I'd go, okay, just breathe in and, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, no, no, breathe in. Use your diaphragm. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, so I'd have this great program and I'd spend the first hour or two, you know, of the of their sessions actually just teaching them how to breathe. And uh, I thought that was other people's issue. Uh, I didn't actually realise that it was actually me who needed to learn the breathing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so by by chance I met uh, a dentist, another dentist, similar similar to Ron, to Dr. Ron actually. And um, he showed me a whole bunch of things and how, you know, the jaws. I heard Ron was talking about jaw formation and the role of breathing in that and so on. And then I, I went on a little course and learned a bit more about it and, and then I went, hang on a second, me. Because <laughs> I tried so many different things to, to try and get myself well. I just never quite felt like I got there, you know. Yes. I'd done all the diet stuff. I'd done exercise stuff. I'd done corrective exercise. I got my posture as good as I'd done personal growth. I, you know, delved into this into spirituality and what that meant for me, and I still didn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was sitting on this course, and I went, "Wow, this is all me." You know, this is how I was in my childhood. Yeah. You know, twelve. I just thirteen. I just couldn't get up. I couldn't get out of bed. I was grumpy in the mornings. You can you can ask my mum. <laughs> she hated <laughs> trying to get me up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I did. I started working on my own breathing, and then all of a sudden, I had energy in the morning. Amazing. And that, that that's what started this journey, and and really, you know, it's still going. I'm still learning, and I I really look at breathing as being my teacher. You know, mm. like it's it, I, I I learned so much by helping those kids by working on my own breathing, watching my kids. It's 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 just fascinating the way it keeps unfolding. 
Mm, so I have aha every day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I really appreciate that you just said, I am still learning. You know, so many people out there, you know, will change everything off the back of a blog post that they see on the internet of someone who's still <laughs> learning themselves. And yet a lot of teachers aren't open to admitting that we're still learning. I'm very much still learning in the work I do every day. And just like you said, it's the people you work with that often end up teaching you or instigating a drill down into an area that you haven't really unfolded yet to help other people as well or yourself as you just found out. Yeah, it's really cool that you you just openly say, I'm not guru, you know, it's about actually all being open to always tweaking, discovering, learning more stuff on the journey. So that's um, that's awesome. Yeah. 100% in health as well because mm. you're working with people and every person is different. I mean, my boss is an osteopath for 35 plus years and it's exactly what he says. He says, oh, I'm still learning every day. And uh you know, he, he could easily be a guru, inverted commas, but yeah. uh, no, he stays humble. So, yeah. yeah, beautiful. So good. I'd love to know, obviously, you decided to become a health coach at some point. Mm. What specifically then made you found it as a specialization in kids with the Healthy Kids Clinic? Especially, you know, you discovered breathing was an issue for you as an adult. Is, it, is there something that drew you to kids? Yeah, I mean, I was working with adults and kids, so I started, you know, in working a bit in a dental practice with some with kids that were going through ortho and stuff as well, and I sort of then, you know, started doing it more for myself with kids and, and adults, and and then I started teaching seminars, just one-day events for, for adults again, and some kids as well. So, and then uh, I come across this... Um, how would you describe him? <laughs> he's an interesting guy. Actually, he'd be he'd be good to interview. He talks a lot about the. Uh, he's an environmental scientist, basically, and a businessman. And he said, "You know what, Cole? I'm going to give you a, an hour's worth." Right. And uh, he said, "Cole, for your whole session, the whole day, all you did was talk about kids." <laughs> <laughs> He said, "All you did was talk about how how great it is working with the kids and how great the kids get." Rest- stuff he said do you really think that you know it's kids in your heart not you know working with adults and snoring and sleep apnea and stuff was one of those again another aha moment I was like boom Mm. totally totally you know because my purpose of working with the kids is is you know basically to what I want to be able to offer is what I didn't have yeah (laughs) you know I used to wake up foggy i used to not be able to think straight i had no energy you know taking a week off school and just lying in bed doing nothing all week to try and get energy monday morning came again boom i had nothing you know and it just makes it so much harder and it doesn't need to be like that so if we can help then we can really help to to you know allow the next generation to come through really solid in themselves mm. you know that's that's my real vision is is this generation of kids coming through that really understand you know from the inside so then those external influences that come flying at them they can really filter that through their system and choose you know which ones apply to them or not rather than just being like boom 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 bombarded with information and social media and all that you know mm. Breathing, to, to be able to process things emotionally, breathing is actually 
imperative. And there was a study that came out uh, late last year in December, which showed that actually the mode of breathing related to how we entrain or how the limbic system actually functions. So in other words, if you breathe with your mouth or your mouth and nose, the, the, the emotional system really doesn't work as well as if you breathe just. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It was rad to find that. Paper. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Scientific evidence does back up what I've seen, you know, it, by working, coaching with kids for the last three or four years. I've seen that. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, and then I, bam, there was a paper in a really amazing journal, an incredible paper that they did, great yeah. science, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. And I'm going to make sure that we put that in the show notes so that people can look at that. And I think there's something super reassuring about data that backs up something you knew in your heart. There's just something that a human spirit goes, I knew it, you know, and <laughs> I, I've so experienced it myself with my own health explorations and I know so many people who have, and it's just so validating. Yeah, really cool. You've got kids yourself, haven't you? Yep, I've got three. And did they provide any inspiration? Like where were you at with the realisation that mouth breathing was an issue for you growing up and, and could have made such a difference? Did that mean that you like were drilling it from the time they were born, that they would be amazing <laughs> sleepers and breathers? With my oldest one, I wasn't, I wasn't in this like, uh, realm of breathing when she was born mm. so yeah actually you know a bit because of her mode of breathing but then I, I managed to when she was about eight she came on one of my kids courses and she learned now yeah that, my kids can spot mouth breathers and thumb suckers and so on and, wow. and finger suckers all me as a 13 Jarrah's six and River's three so the six and the three-year-old, yeah, they're like, dad, dad, you know, they're sucking their thumb. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> but so when Jarrah was born, I was just starting to get into it. Really, really curious and watching his feeding and doing some other stuff that I'd learned relative to balance and so on. And, and, and yeah, like I can really see it with him. He's, his breathing is really, you know, I'll boast here. His <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Now, talk to me about your gorgeous oldest daughter. Mm. When you started to work with her, when you'd had the realisations yourself, when you say she suffered, what were you seeing? Well, she was quite a... So a lot of snoring, you know, being pretty foggy in the morning herself. And she also has or had issues with her teeth, mm -hmm. you know, having uh, fillings and so forth, like weak enamel in her teeth, All right, which yeah. I later found out, yeah, perhaps is because um you know with the mouth breathing the saliva dries out ah, so of course the, the, the mouth environment becomes i mean ron people like dr ron will be able to tell you a lot more about this than me but the the mouth environment comes more yeah. so it's it's more susceptible to decay well saliva so, is one of your natural cleansing mechanisms as well so it moves bad bacteria on and all that kind of stuff exactly mm. yeah so mouth breathing, drying out saliva. Mm, you know, disaster. Tips, you know, like a lot of kids, this is a great sign for people to look for if their kids are, are, are you know, really churning through the lip balm. Mm. <laughs> you know, dry dry lips is not a lip balm deficiency. Wow. <laughs> oh, that is drying such... those lips out. <laughs> and most of 
it's air that's passing through the, between, you know, over the lips. That's such a good aha. I, I, you know, I'm going to be talking to my husband about this. He's a lip balm fiend. I have no issue with lip balm. I'm one of those people who has a big wide jaw, has always been able to sleep with my mouth closed, no problems. But, oh, you know, you. the beauty of being someone who lies next to someone every night is you see what they're doing and, yeah, he's a mouth breather. Uh, gentle, gentle. Snoring? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay, so with our kids... It manifests uh, like what you notice is the dry lips, the noisy sleep. What do you see behaviorally? Particularly morning times. Mm-hmm. So the kids that wake up, well, I call them quilt monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which, like my mum said, you know, you don't even talk to you when you wake up in the morning because <laughs> mm. you just just like uh, you know. Um, barely lucky to get a sound. So those kids that wake up, you know, doughy, they wake up slow, they're, they're grumpy to talk to. A big one is kids that take a long time to go to sleep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, also kids that fidget a lot, so those ones that won't sit still or that uh, have difficulty really focusing, you know. Yes. Um, that, that makes a huge difference as well. That's really interesting. And then so you worked with her on the breathing without obviously giving away all of your gems because obviously, there's, I mean, you've got your incredible courses and you go into a huge amount of detail in those, which we've got all the info on in the show notes. But what are some of the simple things that you were able to do with your daughter and what you do ongoing with kids in the clinic to actually get them to breathe better? Is it because yeah. there's lip and tongue exercises, aren't there? really two two modes and and i've got two daughters so both they're they're quite good examples (laughs) because Mm -hmm. one's one's more breathing related and one's more lip and tongue exercises which i call face gym right Mm -hmm. yeah we've got we've got the lips because basically the biggest thing you, you need to do is get a kid who's breathing through their mouth all the time to seal their lips Mm -hmm. yeah right to keep their lips shut but you know what if you just walk around and say to your kids, shut your mouth, I'll tape them together, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kids just going to go, what? Like, go away, leave me alone, stop nagging me, right? Yeah. So what, what we have to do with our kids is is actually give them the information to understand it, okay, mm. which then what I do is then I link it back to stuff they love. So, you know, if your kid's into ballet, we go, okay, you want to get better at ballet? Yeah, totally. All right. If you improve your breathing, I guarantee you. That's my opening line, basically. (laughs) Ah, so you go into, that is so clever, isn't it? You know, because kids are often tough nuts to crack and they're dubious. They're very analytical and logical and we forget that about kids. And it's certainly in the work that I've done around fussy eating and and food acceptance, appealing to their logic, appealing to their dreams and goals is a really big one. Like, do you want to be able to climb the monkey bars like your big brother? Well, hello, blueberries and broccoli, mate. You know, get into it. <laughs> and they really respond to that because you've you've rationalised with them from a aspirational standpoint. You know, do you want to get better at that thing that you yearn to be able to do or that you love to do and wish you had more energy to do? So that's genius doing that around the breathing is because that then gets them the buy-in, right, to actually do the exercises. You got it. It gives them it gives them the buy-in to to then follow the information. Yeah. So what I do is, you know, you mentioned this before about, you know, our physical body, our chemical body and our emotional body, right? Mm. 
and I structure the lessons that way. I go, okay, here's, here's the muscles and bones and joints that help you to breathe. Here's how breathing well affects the, the amount of oxygen that gets into your body where it's needed. Yeah. Okay. You're low on oxygen. You're not going to have energy. You can't have fun. Mm. Yeah. And here's how breathing affects your moods because it does. And so I, mm. I take the time to explain to them in language that makes sense to them why all these three things are important. And then I give them one really simple thing to do. Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a difficult thing. It takes them about five minutes a day and I don't get them to do it every day either, only five days a week. You know, that's, that's basically what, what Mia learned to do on that course. But she understood it. And they can spot mouth breathers. They can spot finger suckers and so on. And uh, with the other little one, for whatever reason, she, as a baby, she sucked her fingers, so her ring finger and middle finger, you know, she'd put in her mouth self self-soothing thing right mm. that's that's all well and good because <laughs> it makes it easier on her mum <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not so good for jaw development okay so her her jaw started going what we call retronathic which sort of squishes the tongue up in the in the mouth yeah um if that if you can sort of picture that mm. and that is that what put, what closes the teeth in to be more narrow as well over time yeah it has an effect on the whole palate and also face facial mm. shape structure you know so yes I, I you know i started to notice this and by the time she was about 2 i started learning about what i call the face gym or what's called myofunctional neurology yes and um, so I started going, okay, we've got to get her to stop sucking the fingers because this is going to create us all sorts of problems, um, which we did using that technique. And then about a year after that, I kind of, embarrassed to say, kind of bribed her into <laughs> doing the exercise program. <laughs> so she'd broken. Hey, however the... you make it work. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. What did she want? A turtle. She wanted her mum to make her a turtle. So that's what she got. By doing that program, it, it sort of set the muscles up to sort of work in in, in more optimal ways. Just kind of a, a picture it a bit like posture, right? So if, if someone's hunched over in the shoulders, we've got to stretch the chest and strengthen up the back, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the muscles of the lips, face and tongue are the same kind of muscle tissue. They've just got they've got more nerves, which actually works in our favour, or more nerves to them, and more um, proprioceptive spindle cells. So the, the the they can they're basically smarter. Yeah, they can mm. they can sense more information. They can react quicker, because you know one of the most complex things we do is actually what we're doing now, speaking, right? Yeah. So so of the the motor nervous system so the 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 part of the nervous system that's running our movement runs our our mouth our lips and and tongue you know and our face so it takes up a lot of energy so when you actually train these muscles it's quick and they stay working functionally they stay working well you know once they've trained so what that's what i did with her i put her through this whole exercise program and um it's totally changed her face she looks different Wow, isn't that incredible? So mm. thumb sucking, dummies, mouth breathing, are there any other big glaring things that parents need to be mindful of that are going to have 
effects and mean they're going to need or, or that oral myology is actually going to be really useful to them? Yeah, well, the, the dummy sucking and the thumbs, thumb and finger sucking, mm-hmm. that's a biggie, yeah? yeah, because what it does is it just it trains the tongue to be in the wrong spot. It trains what we call a reverse suck-swallow, so the happens all um, back to front. They oh use my their gosh. face muscles instead of their tongue. Yeah, you can see it. I'll try and describe it yeah. <laughs> in words. If, if a kid's taking a swallow, instead of basically when a kid swallows, their, their face should be pretty much still much movement but when they've got this reverse swallow thing you'll see like they they use all the muscles around their lips and face to actually sort of pull the food or drink back mm-hmm. if that makes sense a bit like if you make a sour face you know you taste something sour sort of <laughs> face i think yeah. everybody i just did it myself just yeah. made a sour just, face <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll see that you'll see that every swallow Wow. And the other thing with the dummies is you'll see when they shut their the front, their teeth don't fit together. They've got a gap. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Ron will tell you that that's called an anterior open bite. Yes. And that's, that's a big thing with um, dummy suckers, okay? So, you know, once they're – people, experts say that dummies are useful as babies for soothing, right? Yeah. But – Certainly, as after twelve months, no, you know that it starts to influence the dent, the dentition, and the facial growth. Mm-hmm. So those those two things, the fingers, the dummies, and the mouth breathing. But we've got to be a little bit mindful with the mouth breathing as well, yeah. Because what we're looking for particularly is nasal obstruction, right? Yeah, so okay. kids don't generally like the body generally doesn't start mouth breathing. Mm-hmm. It's often like a root cause of it, and it could be some of those um, suck habits. You yeah. Know? It can be things like there's a little condition called, um, or it's a, I don't know, is it a condition? Not sure how to describe it, but, yeah. Yes, yeah, of so, course. So well, it's some, sort of a, a, a physical, a mild physical deformity of some kind, yeah. People yeah, yeah, can be born an, with it or, yeah. Yeah, a little anomaly like anatomically or embryologically. There you go, anatomic anomaly. That's a great way to describe that. There we go. Yeah. Okay, we got that one. <laughs> we got it, yeah. Um, so that can, that can actually cause issues, you know, if it's not addressed. It also causes issues with feeding in particular for infants if they have it. So, yeah, if, if infants are like um, the breast or, yeah, just like uh, choking when they're when they're trying to feed projectile vomiting a lot that mm-hmm. kind of thing or they are they they inverted commas fussy eaters you might mm-hmm. want to get checked for that could it also be babies who take forever to feed that's what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. so they're cool. on off on off on off yeah yeah that's so interesting because my son we've only just discovered since he started going to the dentist and he sees ron's nephew um lewis who's a legend here in sydney yeah we discovered a really mild tongue tie, not a, a big one, not certainly one that doesn't affect speech or anything too dramatic, but it is meaning his um, teeth are very gently narrowing. But I think, you know, retrospect is always a beautiful slash annoying thing because oh, I go, <laughs> yeah, I go back to when he was a baby and God, that kid took forever to feed. And, uh, you know, and no one brought that up. You know, none of my breastfeeding consultants, nobody brought it up. And, you know, I've just become an auntie. Um, My little nephew's two days old 
And oh, wow. if my sister has any feeding issues at all, that is literally the first place I'm going with investigation just to make sure there's no issue there. Because, you know, what an easy fix if you can catch that in the first week of their life. You change the face of breastfeeding for that mother and child. It means they're getting their nutrition and it means all the other things that you're talking about fall into place, which is just huge. And yet nobody's talking about it in a, in a wider sense. Yeah, well, it's controversial. Mm. Why do you think yeah. it's controversial? Why do I? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's kind of a bit outside my field now. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is because yeah. because of, you know, if it's functional, you know, if you can talk and all that, do you still need to do it? It depends. Really depends who you talk to about it. Yeah. You, and you have to you have to get a few different opinions, I reckon. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. ADHD is one of the things you mention on your website, or you know, inability to concentrate. Sort of almost like the kid is just lacking that ability to focus. Is is this something that you see probably with the older kids and and mouth breathing and dramatic sort of changes in them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. We'll just say we'll just say ability. Yeah. Whether that's yeah, diagnosis or not as mm. ADHD, I'm not sure. But ability to concentrate is what I notice for a lot of kids when we do the retraining is that the, their parents or their teachers just go, "Wow, like, I can't believe like how much better he can focus on his schoolwork." You know, even the, say the, the mum will say the teacher doesn't didn't even know he's doing this, and she asked me, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Mm. You know, basically, without going into detail, biochemistry and stuff. When when we mouth breathe, tends to in 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 the immediate sense lower our carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, not not hugely, not dramatically, but just a little bit. And that lower, it's measured in mils of pressure of mercury, like like blood pressure is. Mm-hmm. So if you drop that by, say, I think it's from memory, this study said it was by two mils, okay, so from 35 to 33, imagination to your brain drops by as much as 30%. Wow. Yeah, so have a think about that. If I just dropped your brain oxygenation by 30%, I bet yeah, your questions wouldn't be as good. Mm. <laughs> and so if you're sitting in or, you know, breathing through your mouth, and your brain's not getting as oxygenated as what we want because it's actually what it's about is about oxygenation at the cellular level, so yeah. oxygen uptake at the cell. If you're under-oxygenated and you're sitting, kids are under-oxygenated at night, by the way, so mm-hmm. they go to school already a bit under-oxygenated, they move around, it starts to make them feel better, but they're sitting there in class and their body wants to keep moving, actually. It wants to keep fidgeting to keep their metabolism going to produce a little more CO2. Mm-hmm in their fidgeting away and they're supposed to be concentrating <laughs> yeah totally you know? and they're yeah. supposed to then know what the answer is you know mm. and the teacher asks them a question and it's like oh um ah, oh, what what was the question you know ah oh, you're never never concentrating you know and then that you know it's horrible because maybe that kid could become labeled then mm. you know yeah it can really set them off on a, a path that they just don't need to be on Exactly, like come back to me again. Well, mm. Oh, Cole's good. He's got potential, but he's just lazy. Mm. You know, nah. <laughs> wow. I can't tell you I'm not lazy. People yeah. will know me. Will tell you I do a lot of stuff. It's just that I didn't have the energy. 
fall asleep in class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I bet there are some parents listening to this right now thinking, whoa, okay, that's my child. You know, that's exactly what you've just described. So mm. I, I'm pretty excited that this information is getting out there as something to explore for people. Um, can you talk us through your programs? How does how do they work? Are they online and do you coach them or is it something people download and work at their own pace whenever they want to and can? How does it work? Yeah, at the moment there's with the breathing programs, um, I'm doing them and I do them mostly on Skype, mm -hmm. so mostly remotely because I don't, for most of it, I don't need to be with the, the kid, with yeah. the family. Yeah. Uh, with mum or dad or both and the kid and, and I take them through those lessons that I described earlier. Mm -hmm. That only really works for kids about 7 to 14, yeah. 14, 15, 16. For younger kids, I've you know, I've tried it a few times. It never comes off. I've tried it with five-year-olds, four-year-olds. It just doesn't work because they just they can't, they're not ready to conceptualise this stuff. So what I've got for them which is more like it's a it's a little kind of metaphor that I developed with a children's story writer. It's an audio. So what you do is you play them this story. It's a 15-minute story. And that just goes in. There's a subtle metaphorical message in there for kids. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've got for breathing three to six. I'm actually working on it's in production a course like what you're talking about. Yeah. Which is exactly the same structure, exactly the same format. It's just that it'll be, you know online delivery as opposed to me coaching the kids and then face gym that really has to work one-to-one because -one of exercises and customize the exercises for them but you can do that in person if you happen to be on the north coast or um, again we can do it on skype or facetime works just as well yeah that's great and you know just talking to you like you can just tell you're the kind of coach that kids would respond to you so down to earth you know, there's nothing formal about you, like, you know, and I mean that in the coolest way. You know, when you're working with kids, you've I've got to get so many times for not being formal. No, but you've got to get on a kid's level. That's probably why you're so successful, Cole, because people just, you know, little people just relate to you straight away. You're not a scary doctor person, and you know, a lot mm. of kids don't respond to that kind of um, clinical environment. So I, I'd imagine that's one of the reasons you're so successful. So don't diss yourself for being informal. Like it. Yeah, good. Brand. Good. I just like. I just. It's cool that you said it that way. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, just a big kid myself, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And you can hear it. So that's, of course, why you want to help um, kids because of what you've been through yourself. So we've got a little something special happening for the uh, listeners today, haven't we? Can you tell us a little bit about what we can do? Yeah. So. That little story I was telling you about. Yeah. So what I do for everybody, if they're interested in this, is I give them a, a minute phone or Skype consult. Mm -hmm. But for your listeners, if they want to book in that, when they book, you just book that in online off the website. Yeah, and when don't panic, in, guys. We're going to put all the details in the show notes so you can course. head thereafter. Yep. And if you, so time online. And then when you go to book in, when you finally come to book in, there's a comment section. If you just write Alex, A-L-E-X -X in there, I'll give you that uh, MP3 for free. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so even if you've got older kids, like it just I said it's three to six, but even for older kids, you know, it'll, it's just really nice. You can put it on in the car or particularly like a lot of kids I know that have it listen to it before they go to sleep, so they're just getting that. 
Conscious, subtle message, seal your lips, breathe in slow. Yeah, yep. love it. Mm. Oh, that's just going to be so useful. I'm excited to share that with everybody. So I guess to finish, I would love to ask you, if you had to pick one thing that you wanted every parent <laughs> listening to this right now out there to go and do for with their child, watch their child, one thing that would help them see whether this was something that they would be needing to explore. I know there's so many things that we've talked about, but mm. like sometimes people just need to go, ah, okay, I'm just going to focus on that one aspect or even one exercise people could do with their children to improve their breathing, especially their nighttime breathing because that has such a huge impact, that restful sleep. What would it be? Mm. Okay, so we answer that one, the what, what could they do as parents? That that's what that's what you're asking, yeah. You say mm-hmm. you want a, a yep. tip for the parents. Yep, yeah, totally. Awesome, because I've got a great one for you. Yay! <laughs> you know the principle of entrainment. No. Have, have you Tell ever come me. across that? No, I really haven't. Yeah, cool. So if you have a room full of metronomes, you know, tick, 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 yeah. You know, the pace in music. If you set them all on different frequencies, like tick, 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 they're all going differently. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, what will happen is they'll all entrain. You can Google, you can YouTube search that. There's a great little video of it. Okay. Yeah. All of them will all end up in sync. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's it. That's entrainment. So. Ah, gotcha. As parents, what are we always doing? Re our kids. You know, we go, oh, he could have that. Oh, he could have that. They could. She could have that. We have a little fuss and a little panic about it, don't we? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. people go down all sorts of crazy rabbit warrens to yeah. And yeah. Where, do you, where do you get where do you get a bit anxious about your kids? What happens to your breathing? Mm. Faster or slower? Faster. Okay. Yeah. So point the thing the best thing a parent can do okay when they when, if they want to change their child's breathing is have a look at their own breathing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And go, okay. Am I am I nasal breathing or am I breathing with my shoulders? Am I Am I breathing fast? You know, is my breathing calm? Okay. Yeah. So I, there's a great, great scientist called uh, Dr. Stephen Porges, who I, I really Not admire. His work. Yeah. I watched an interview with him once and he was kind of question and he said, they said, what's the tipping point? Like if you could change the two billion people on this planet to change the planet, what would you tell them? And he said, breathe out slowly. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fist pump, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the point, okay? So if you slowly through your nose, so if you're getting agitated or you're getting anxious about your kids or you want them to change, um, you know, their breathing or you want to start that process, you've got to be mindful of your breathing while you're around them and while you have those thoughts. It's direct transference with our kids. Mm. So what you do is you close your lips and you, the whole trick is the out breath, okay? So we want the out breath to be slow. Okay. The in breath can be normal, but we want the out breath to be slow. At least the count of eight, just in your head. Doesn't have to be precisely eight seconds because then that's not calm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's your out breath through your normally. And then breathing out slowly. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do that at least three to five times. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you work on that, you'll be surprised what happens with your kids. Wow. Just by you doing it. 
without yeah. them even knowing you're doing it. Exactly. We have to do it first, right, Alex? Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you can get the kids to join in, okay? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm playing a game here. Let's let's try this together, you know, especially if we're – you know that you know that sort of tipping point with kids where you know they're about to get real stroppy and have a tantrum? Yeah. <laughs> but there's just a little window where you can distract them? Yes. If you can get in and do that little exercise with them, or even before they go to sleep, if you can get exercise, what you do is something called increase the tone of the vagus nerve. Mm, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you probably know about the vagus nerve. And what that does is it it's it, it allows the parasympathetic nervous system to, to do its full function. So stress actually the parasympathetics, the rest and digest, they get inhibited by the vagus. Mm. When you breathe out slowly like that, it, it allows that parasympathetic to fully, you know, be expressed and, and everything slows down and we prepare to rest. Oh, I love it. That's the whole system. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. It's like diffusing a tantrum bomb. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Great tip to leave everybody with. Uh, Cole, thank you so much for being on the show. Thehappykidsclinic.com, please get amongst it. We've got so much information on the show notes today, including that incredibly generous offer that Cole mentioned before to get your kids breathing well and to identify any little issues around tongue ties and all the other little things that just have the hugest impact on on the ability for a child to really, really thrive. For me, it's one of the newest things I've discovered and one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle. So I really appreciate you joining us today to spend some time and, and talk about it. Oh, I really appreciate Thanks. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You have a beautiful afternoon and I'll speak soon. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Check out the show notes at lowtoxlife.com forward slash podcast. And if you wanted to maybe share a quote and something that really jumped out for you, you can find us on Instagram at lowtoxlife or simply hashtag lowtoxlife across social media. I absolutely love bringing you the show. Thank you for any of the star ratings or one-line reviews that you guys have left. It helps me know what you've been loving and what you'd love to see more of. I'll see you next week. Hi, Puck Pass.